And now, The Fine Print with attorney Jen Rout. Welcome to the Fine Print with Attorney Jen Rout. I am Attorney Jen Rout, and with me as my always, <laughs> with me <laughs> as always, is my one and only, the original sidekick Ben Needenthal. Hey, all right. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back. We had a short hiatus there. Uh, you know, Jen had uh, some things that she had to do. You look great, by the way. You look like you've lost weight. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that great? I've lost about a. Uh, Four ounces of a gallbladder, or however go. much a gallbladder weighs. No, uh, last weekend, <laughs> Jen had emergency gallbladder removal surgery. Yeah, and, uh, which is exactly why her her IQ has dropped seventy five points. Uh huh. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. How you feeling? You know, a little sore still, but that's all right. Yeah. On the mend. That's good. All that's good. good. Yeah. So yeah, learned learned a lot of fun things <laughs> in that time. So yeah. Yeah, you got to. Did you stay at the hospital, or did you? Were you spared? <laughs> well, that? they kind of wanted me to. I kind of didn't. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. No. We, we talked that through. Sur- well, surgeon was on board the rest of the staff. Well, you've stayed not. at hospitals before, so you know what you're missing there. And yes. So yeah, no, it's uh, yeah. Well, welcome it's, back. We're hey, glad thanks. you're you're healthy and again, and and it, we're back. We're. Um, about as live as we get on this show this yeah. week. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, today's topic, Ben doesn't know this, he's been bugging me for this one for a while, and we've had a number of people send me messages saying, what about copyright? Ah, uh, yes. Mm. Oh, man. Have I learned some things about copyright. I can actually uh, contribute a little bit to this one, just because wow. in the business that I am in, we create content, and part of creating content is making sure that it is what is called original content. Right. And original content means that it's something that you've created, but nobody else has the rights to. And that's not always the easiest thing in the world to do. True. So, yeah. Very true. So copyright falls under intellectual property law. Um, an intellectual property, just so we're all clear on what it is, um, is intangible property created by the mind. Um, there's really four types. There's copyright, trademark, patent, and trade secret. So we'll cover the other three on a different time. Okay. Um, but today is all about copyright, which, like you said, it protects original expression. Um, and that's important because it protects the expression, not the thought. Hmm. So it's actually, you know, the thought cannot be protected. It has to be put into it. So in dumb layman's terms, what that basically means is, you know, if, you know, when I was 18 years old, I had the idea for a a, a DJ software that lets you play everything through MP3s. Uh Uh-huh. But I didn't do anything about it at the time. Right. Which, in retrospect, (laughs) Uh would have made me a very wealthy human being. Yes. But I didn't do it. Nope. I'm hosed. Right. Okay. So So it doesn't protect the thought. Right. However, the people that came after me and said, hey, what if we did literally the same thing I did, but actually made a machine to do it? The expression is... Right. So it's a tan... The legal definition is the tangible medium of expression. So that could be a painting. That could be a novel, songs... 
software code, um, dramatic works. Oftentimes you see things like this that exist that are crude like line drawings of just like, Uh you know, like we want to do this and put a camera on it. You see it all the time with like cell phones where they come up with like an idea. You know, it would be really cool if you had a cell phone that, and and it may be a terrible idea, but they draw some like stupid attachment to it and yeah. That's and the idea. That's the, ex- that's the expression, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, anything that has been expressed in a tangible medium is copyrighted, essentially. Okay? So, you don't have to go and get file for your copyright, which is cheap and easy to do. Mm-hmm. But you don't actually have to do that. Um, any original expression is already included in those rights and you as the owner of that original expression may exclude others from reprodu- reproducing, adapting, pub- publicly distributing, publicly displaying, or performing your original expression. Mm-hmm. Okay. It really only protects against copying, though. Mm-hmm. And that, that starts to get questionable. So that's why you can take a painting. Mm-hmm. So... A really good artist, for instance, could take a Monet and be looking at the Monet and do their own painting of it. Yep. That's not copyright infringement. Right. Because it is their own expression. Right. Of someone else's idea. Yep. But it's their own expression. Um, it starts getting complicated, though, doesn't it, Ben? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yep. Right. So... Um, the big ones that you hear about a lot in the news are artists with songs. Yep. And this song sounds just like this song, and it's the same chord progression and yeah. whatever else. And really, it comes down to what can you convince a court? <laughs> yeah. And it's basically at that point, you are literally convincing a courtroom full of people that this is a, co- a like a, a complete ripoff of this other thing rather than a sound alike or whatever it might be. Right. Um, and, you know, it most of the time, it's normally about a few bars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's what they're suing over. Yep. Well, uh, examples I can cite uh, would be the Ghostbusters theme song. Yep. <laughs> uh, which was uh, Ray Parker Jr. apparently ripped off uh, Huey Lewis in the news, I Want a New Drug, for... A, par- a portion of it and if you listen to them they do sound very similar but it's not you know an exact match but he certainly uh ray parker did not come out on top of that particular lawsuit he, he did not no <laughs> nope so that's one um taylor swift's uh shake it off has mm-hmm. recently been the subject of a lawsuit did lady gaga ever get hit with one because her song uh perform this way literally is i believe so yeah because it's like exactly the same as uh, express yourself which may actually be intentional i can't i I never quite understood that but you know right that's right and there's a lot of a lot of songs that do intentionally do that and they just give credit to yeah like as long as you give credit yeah you're fine like taylor's buddy kanye uses daft punk songs all the freaking time in his music he does and he just he 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 just samples it and he just puts part of it in and then remixes it a little bit and, mm-hmm. and apparently that's okay. 
Uh, yeah. The apparently, cr- it's also what passes for creativity in this country too, which is sad, but you know. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I mean, there's really, there's a bunch of lists out there, but there are eleven famous rock songs that I thought were kind of interesting. Um. Sorry, did I step on this segment for you a little bit? <laughs> you, you threw me off. I'm sorry. I'm right. sorry. Um, from Radiohead to Coldplay, Avril Lavigne, um, Johnny Cash has had everybody steals steals Johnny Cash. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I mean, there's a lot of them out there. You can always look for those, um, and we see that a lot. But what about in your industry? In my industry. Yeah. Um, so where you're creating marketing materials. Well, there's there's this weird thing, and we're and culturally um, we're in this place where everything is a remix anymore of some kind. Like there mm-hmm. there's not a lot of truly original concepts out there, and you start getting into things where it's like, you know, did I come up with this joke or was this a joke I heard somewhere at some point that just got stored away in some, you know, unlabeled shelf in my brain or something like that. And you have to be kind of cognizant of that. And I have run into that before where it's like, I'll make a joke in a commercial or something like that. And says, Oh, it's just like that. And you go, we're going to stop airing that commercial next month. Um, you know, but, but most of the time it's, you know, a, that's I mean commercials are a little different, but it, when it comes to like films and and stuff like that, which is something else I've produced, it's you know it can be challenging to come up with original thought, and sometimes you see your idea reproduced by somebody else, and that's never a good thing. So right, yeah. But I mean, in my industry, the biggest things we run into with like copyright is making sure that we've got you know fair use on certain like music or sound effects or. God, even fonts now get into... Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous, which the fonts I generally try to... As I say, sit here with an attorney, I generally try to avoid paying any royalties on fonts if I can because how in God's name are they ever going to prove it? <laughs> <laughs> how could you possibly prove that I don't have the... Uh, that I don't own the font that I'm using in this thing? Oh, yeah, that's... That's getting... <laughs> so, all right, so let's talk about some of the technical yeah. aspects of this. So... Copyright. Um, For anything that was created after 1977, copyrights last 70 years after the date of the death of the author. Okay. Okay. Um, Which is why after a certain time, you can can publish someone's work Mm -hmm. and you just add a different introduction and then you make lots of money off of their their work, realistically. So, you know, as a man thinketh, is, yeah. you know, something that was written over a hundred years ago, right? And now there's about a hundred versions, yeah. And everybody's just taken as man thinketh and added a little intro, yeah. a little explanation and commentary here and there about today's world, and right. we make millions. Right. Well, maybe not millions. It's book sales, so yeah, you know, yeah. depends. Dwindling returns on that, <laughs> right? Um. Or, uh, and it also can then become, because it becomes public domain, essentially. Right. Um, for work for hire or pseudonyms or where you don't really know the author, um, that expires 95 years after publication or 120 years after creation, whichever occurs earlier. Okay. Okay. So that's your basic rules. Okay. Um, so then, ways to protect that. 
you, without ever filing anything with the copyright office, can put the little C with the circle around it on anything you create. Mm -hmm. In fact, probably a good idea. Yeah. So you can always copyright it. You can register that. Mm -hmm. There's a website. Google it. Yeah. Copyright registry. Yeah. I think it's twenty five dollars. Yep, I think it, it's about right. It, it's not expensive. Um, I guess I could have looked that up. Sorry, folks. Um, that's pretty simple. The question then is, when we get into infringement, yeah, and what are the damages? Right. So you watch an NFL game, and the NFL is very good at saying, "This is proper. This production of whatever is the property of the NFL." Any. <laughs> replaying blah blah yep. blah it's all you can't re don't replay it or anything like right. that yeah right so the big thing is that a court in its discretion can assess costs attorney fees um and any number of other penalties for the willful copyright infringement um it can also include criminal penalties including imprisonment up to five years and fines up to two hundred fifty thousand dollars. it's hard to prove willful yeah Willful is a legal standard. Most of the time, people just are kind of negligent. It's a, oops, didn't check it out. You don't really do a whole lot if you're just like, oh, I didn't know. Right. I didn't know it was a problem. Sorry. You know. Yeah. I mean, we, we'd rather you pay attention and know what you're sure. doing. Yeah. Um, and really where you're looking at here is Title 17 of the United States Code, Sections 504 and 505. Oh, those. For all of those who want to look up, those you know. Those are my favorites. The fun sections yeah, to yeah. look at. Um, and, you know, that that's the big thing. But then you also have to prove damages. So to go back to all of the artists who sue each other because they've used the same chord progression or whatever. Sure. Um, you know, they're suing on the damages. Basically, they are trying to get money. Yeah. I get it. Somebody else uses your work by all yeah. means. You know, um some of the big songs, I can't think of one off the top of my head that have been found to have copyrighted, but, you know, they get paid royalties. That right. That's generally what the um, judgment... I think Ghostbusters is probably a pretty good that's example. That's a good one. Yeah, good. So, good example. So the original creators, or their heirs, for the entire time Ghostbusters is around, for the next 70 years, yep. Yep. they get a percentage... Of all royalties. Right. So the damages when you're in trial would come from the amount of money made off of that. Hmm. And okay, then so in going that forward, just so all I your understand royalties. The, 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 the nitty gritties. It's so the person whose copyright is being infringed on is the person who originally wrote the original chord progression. So that would be Huey Lewis in this situation. Right. As long as he is alive until he, basically the day he dies, 70 years after that, those chords are still his chords. Correct. So basically, you know, he's going to continue getting paid on that forever. Yeah. So, and you know, I mean, and here's the, here's the kicker there, you know, people say, Hey, you know, that song, the Ghostbusters and everybody can hum it. And you say, hey, you know that song, I Want a New Drug? Maybe 50% of the people you talk to are going to be like, uh, yeah, yeah, I think I know that one. You know, <laughs> I can tell you I don't know that one. Yep. I know it, mostly <laughs> because Weird Al did a parody of it called I Want a New Duck, and it was hilarious. Um, I love Weird Al Yankovic. Noted. Yep. He pays royalties to, like, everybody. <laughs> Actually, he doesn't. 
Doesn't he? He's uh, protected under parity. Oh yes, the, sorry, if, you're if right. If it is a parody, parody is different. Parody is absolutely different. right. Okay, the only the only trick is the music that he performs. He has to perform it himself because then it is like the painting example you gave earlier. Right. It is a uh, a sort of a painting of a painting in that sense. Right. So he can perform the song in his own way. And he can make up whatever lyrics he wants. Now, he's a good guy and contacts every single artist he to does. get permission from them to do it. And if they say no, he doesn't do it. In fact, there's a famous story about how he used to go to Prince all the time. The, art, the artist yes. formerly known as Prince uh, all the time and say, hey, can I please parody your songs? Apparently he had some really hilarious ones. And Prince, they, they were good friends and everything, but Prince is always like, no, can't do it. No, not right. happening. Right, so all of the parody actually falls under what is called the Fair Use Doctrine. Yes. Ah, the Fair Use Doctrine. Which is thrown around a lot in internet world today uh, because of YouTube and stuff like that. And I don't think many people understand exactly what it is. No, I don't think so either. I mean, I think it's just something we use kind of... um, It's kind of like the word hearsay. Yeah. Everybody throws that around. Yeah. Improperly. (laughs) Just saying, one time we're going to do a podcast on... Everybody does, Jen. I think that's hearsay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a large percentage of the population likes to use the word hearsay. Yes. And that really is not what they mean. Um, <laughs> drives me nuts. One day we'll use all the legal... Or we'll do a podcast on the legal terms you're using incorrectly. Um, <laughs> that sounds like a good episode, actually. Let's do that. <laughs> right. So... Um, general sense, fair use is any copyright material um, done for the limited and transformative purpose, such as for comment upon, to criticize, or for parody. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's why you can use um, Saturday Night Live, can make fun of everything. Yeah. Mad TV, same thing. Yep. Um, or you see certain YouTube videos and things, and it's meant for commentary yes yeah as long as it's social commentary or parody or satire right i think it's uh there's the three big ones if i'm not mistaken yep so commentary and criticism so quoting a few lines from a bomb dylan song in a review for instance or um anything you're putting out there facebook posts you quote yeah whatever um, normally, that's called vague booking, and I do not appreciate it when someone's just posts literally like two lines of a song and no, no explanation whatsoever. Vague booking. Ugh, you're the worst. <laughs> I know you're doing it. You who's listening right now, stop it. Oh, goodness. So, yeah, summarizing or quoting an article, all of those things. But I find, at least in the more corporate use of these things, they normally cite. Yeah. So you can always cite. Yeah. And as long as you give credit where it's due. Yeah, exactly. You're fine. Yeah. Um, Which is why at the end of, you know, any nonfiction book, there's 30 pages of citations. Yeah. Nobody ever looks at those citations, but darn it, they are there. Yep. Okay. So you know the happy birthday song, right? Yeah. Don't sing it. Don't sing it. Well, actually, now you can legally sing it. Um, there was a huge co- uh, copyright kerfuffle, and I, I, the logistics of it are escaping me at the moment, and I could look it up, but then you'd have to listen to me Google things. Um, but basically, th- this song, the, the happy birthday, the one that everybody sings on your birthday, except for like right. restaurants, um, and there's a reason for it, 
is was owned by a company. It's the song. The, the original song was called uh, "Good Morning to You," and somebody owned the rights to that song and made a claim. And for several decades, I I, I, I oh, want to say the better part of like forty case. years or so, um, if anybody sang the happy birthday song in a public forum like on television radio uh the internet they were actually like they were extremely uh i don't know if they're probably not using the right word but litigious about it oh yeah uh, yeah and just like they would go after anybody 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 and it's like it, there's you know that's why like in tv shows they never sing happy birthday to you they always sing some other like version or or for he's a jolly good fellow or something like that right so it was actually a company um that required licensing agreements and imagine that it was a lucrative two million dollar annual licensing company the amount Um, of money that they sued over oh yeah and finally on september 22nd 2015 um, U.S. District Court Judge George H. King. <laughs> the United States uh, entered the dark era. Right. That was the happy birthday less era. Right. They re- He ruled the copyright as invalid. There you go. And so you can now legally sing. Um, basically, that was all done through a motion for summary judgment, which is a way to get something out of court or ruled on without going through a full trial. Mm-hmm. It's a summary judgment. It moves things along. Yeah. Hence its aptly named. Yep. Um, and it basically determined that all of the roots for copyright law really come into um, the Constitution and the right of free speech and protecting that free speech. Um, and it allows that protection because you're protecting your exclusive right for your speech that right. you've put into that medium. Um However, copyrights can lapse and enter into the public domain, which we've already talked about, um, unless someone else steps forward claiming that um, those that work, so happy birthday, yeah. was their original work, it can be used. Right. So that's what this company started doing is right. all of a sudden it was, nope, yeah. our original work and we gotcha. bought so the it rights. Was, it was, since it was based off of the original song, which... Yeah. The copyright had expired on. They basically slapped a copyright on it and started suing people. Right, because and for in the it, cost of two million a year, they were making probably oh, twenty times that. Right. I mean, because that all goes back to. I mean, eighteen ninety three is when "Good Morning to All" by Mildred and Petty Hill. Yeah. Started, um, and it was in nineteen thirty five that Clayton F. Summy Company registered the copyright. It's sort of like patent trolls you hear about these days that like they'll just come up with like they'll sit on top of a patent or something like that and and basically not allow anybody to do it then make them make you buy it and sort of even if it's an idea that's right you know generally accepted as like modern technology if it just wasn't something that was patented or whatever it is um and there's another one that there's a push right now uh this since i'm a giant nerd and this is my my world um there's a push right now for DC Comics, all of the DC Comics, uh, to take Superman and Batman specifically, and possibly others, possibly Wonder Woman, and basically make those characters public domain. Really? Because the fact that DC owns the characters restricts the amount of stories that can be told to just this one outlet, which you know not always 
doesn't always work. And, and if you look at other characters that are public domain, like Sherlock Holmes, anybody can sit down and write a Sherlock Holmes story at this and point. And there are lots of different ones, and it is wonderful. Yeah, and so if you did the same thing with Batman and Superman, then those characters can become lucrative for not just DC Comics. You know, you pay for the likeness or whatever it is, you know, whatever right. it is, pay some sort of royalty fee. Then everybody who does this can go out and make their own whatever it is, and they can just sit on a giant pile of money at that point. So there's a push for that to happen, but so far, no no movement on it. Right. Well, they'd have to give up their copyright, um, which makes them lots of money right now. Yeah. Um, and once it's public domain, anyone, that's the whole point, it's owned by the public, so anyone can use it. Right. Um, <laughs> obviously, this is not an area of law I practice on the everyday. That's because it's easy for everyone to do. Right. Just to be clear, um, I mean, if you're getting into some complicated works and things, uh, there are intellectual property attorneys who specialize in this, right. and they are awesome. Yeah, um, they're they're not in, in in Columbus anyway. From my experience, they're not super easy to come by. Um, There's as, a few good ones, as as opposed to like I think if you're on like the West Coast or the East Coast or something, you could probably find them a hell of a lot easier. Sure, but there's um, a good handful here that are. But if you phenomenal. create your own original content, then that's something you need to. You probably need to talk to an attorney and say, "Hey, this is all, like songs that I've written and I perform, you know, at uh, you know local watering hole or something like that." If it's your original stuff, you might as well just get it copywritten and you know pay the small fee and then. That's yours, and if something ever happens, right? You know, so yeah, just something to think about. Absolutely, I mean, realistically, that's the whole point of a tribute band, right? Or, or yes, yeah, to be as original or, or as sound as good as you can to the original, right? Um, and it's the, that would be their same thing as the painting. It's yeah. their expression as long as they are the ones, right? Doing weirdly it. enough, that's how Journey found their current uh, uh, band singer their ma- their lead singer really a, their, the lead singer of journey back in the 80s was uh steve perry right he's got those amazing set of pipes that he uses yes um, and he dropped out of journey um in probably late 80s maybe early 90s i can't yeah, it's quite been remember a while that, that date but been a while um the band kind of they played a couple things but without a front man that was steve perry or sounded like steve perry they didn't really have a whole hell of a lot um and then after youtube came around uh this so this is past this is after 2005 um there was a dude in the philippines who sang karaoke and sang journey a lot on karaoke and post a couple youtube videos and is i mean like vocally you close your eyes he is a dead ringer for steve perry nice dead ringer he's so good and the band found him and they flew out to the Philippines, met with a dude, said, how would you like to be the, the lead singer for the actual band, Journey? And, you know, guy didn't speak, like, hardly any English, English, and now he's touring all over the United States, and it's crazy. I mean, it's... I had no idea. Yeah, so in uh, that sense, it's Clearly, I'm not like as big actual, of a Journey fan. At that point, in that sense, like, he's, like, the original band became a cover band of the original band, Huh. And joined a uh, had a cover singer, and now it's like the greatest cover band in history is now the actual band that they're covering. It's very weird. It's very meta. 
<laughs> Isn't that weird? <laughs> that's weird. Oh, that's so weird. Isn't that bizarre? Like, you think about, like, how that logistically works out. And apparently, uh, from what I understand, Steve Perry's totally cool with it. Yeah. Hey. So, you know. He he still gets paid. <laughs> yes, he does. So, yes, he does. Right. So that's how they work on all of those. Yeah. So that's how cover bands would kind of, yeah. So, like. Right. It's their own individual yeah, there's, expression. There's, one, there's, like, a band called Brit Floyd that does uh, covers of Pink Floyd, Floyd songs. Yep. And, um and uh, there's another one that I've heard that is that for my money sounded exactly like Pink Floyd. And if it's, you know, and that's kind of the point of the band. It's not like it's a, you know, we're trying to capitalize off Pink Floyd's success. It's, you know, we're huge fans of Pink Floyd and we play their music and Right. And since Pink Floyd's not exactly touring anymore, you know, that's True. So, yeah, interesting right. stuff. So, go express yourself. Yes. Yes, and copyright it. Right. <laughs> Anyways, I'm looking forward to Ben's lawyer joke of the week, but first, as always, a little housekeeping. If you would like to follow us on social media, you can find us on Facebook. That is our primary landing page where you can comment, get news, send us messages, suggest topics, um, any of those fun little things. If you are already following us, thank you. We love you. Uh, you can also follow uh Boxland Media on f Facebook as well. We do lots of things up to and including putting out the fine print with Attorney Jen Rout every single week. Uh, and uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, I am at the Almighty Ben on Twitter. It's usually a lot of just nonsense and making fun of the world because the world is dumb and <laughs> that sort of thing. It's it's not. He's not, not all, cynical at all, no, it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> folks. It's 2016. We, we're in the midst of the election right now. We all know how dumb the world is right now. <sighs> My it's cynical so sidekick. It's so Cynical. dumb. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it, you cannot find Jen Rout on Twitter. Um, no, you know, sorry. Maybe someday we'll fix that, but you know, not not Unlikely. right now. So I don't get it. Yep. If you're new to the show, welcome. We hope you come back. And if you like the show, we would really appreciate it if you could take a few minutes out of your very busy day. Head on over to iTunes and then give us a nice rating and review us. It helps us with our visibility on the world's largest podcast repository. Um. <laughs> we are firing on all cylinders today. Well, you Woo. know, if you hadn't had your gallbladder out last week. Yeah, I see. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah, that's the one. All the smarts um. were in the gallbladder for both of us. Finally, we would like to thank you, all of our listeners, for sticking with us, even though we have shows like this that don't exactly go 100% according to plan. Um, it's because of you that our podcast exists, honestly. Uh, if you like what you hear, please hit the subscribe button. It means a lot to us. It helps us a lot if you hit the subscribe button. And honestly, like ratings on Facebook and on, on YouTube and on, oh, not on YouTube, but on uh, <laughs> iTunes really, really makes a huge difference. And, and the main thing is share it with somebody. If you know somebody who you think would be interested in hearing our, us ramble about copyright law for a half hour or, or, or heroin addiction or, or any of our other barn burners, please right. share it. It's it, it helps and it helps us. It helps them. It helps everybody involved. And then you feel like a good person. Don't you want to feel like a good person? Right. Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. <laughs> Jen, would you like to hear this week's lawyer joke of the week? I can't wait. Neither can I. Um, it is. Uh, is this what? your own joke or is this no, your self-expression of someone else's joke? This is, this is my self-expression <laughs> of somebody else's joke, which I will perform as, as aptly as I possibly can. Uh -huh. What is the difference? between a porcupine and two lawyers in a Porsche. 
<laughs> what? I have no idea. <laughs> this, this is a very literal type joke. Um, with a porcupine, the pricks are on the outside. Uh-huh. That is a really big stretch for that joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Hey, here's a thought, too. Uh <laughs> Shockingly, we're running a, a little low on good lawyer jokes. If you know any, <laughs> share them with us. Go to ahead to Jen's Facebook page for her for actual company and post lawyer jokes on there. Thanks. I will personally approve them on there. Uh-huh. I promise. Thanks. Yeah, perfect. Thanks. That sounds good. M- much appreciated. <clears throat> Uh, well, anyway, <laughs> until next week, I'm Ben Needenthal. And I'm Attorney Jen Rout, reminding you, as always, that ignorance of the law excuses no man from following it. <laughs> All right, folks, so we'll see you next week. This program is meant to be informative in nature and does not constitute actual legal advice or form an attorney-client relationship in any way. Views and opinions stated in this program are solely the views and opinions of the speaker. Each situation is different. Always consult an attorney in your state to analyze your specific legal needs. This program may change your views of attorneys in general, as they are not what they seem on TV. I mean, seriously, could the main character in Suits actually exist in real life? Boxland Media. Think big.